Oh, right. So we are live. And fuck, honestly, I was just saying off air, I love you, man. Seriously. Um, so I um, I reached out to you, um, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago. It's funny. I um, yeah. I got a shitstorm my way, coming my way. Because I literally just, on the day that it came out on Twitter, you know, what is a woman? I posted, is Dylan Mulvaney a woman? <laughs> and... Oh man, it went viral, and um, oh, I got, I got, I got so much shit from people, like hate, like pure distilled hate. Um, people are I crazy. Came you. <laughs> yeah, I came across you, and wow. I was like, this person's amazing. Thank and, you. And um, I'll tell you why. So I came across you, and I'm reading your feed, and I'll read out to you what I what I read on. On okay. Twitter, fuck angel, okay. transsexual, female who lives as a man, gay rights, innovator, cannabis activist, freedom fighter. I love freedom fighters. And I thought, this is thank you. This is what I wanted to hear. I mean, you are a female. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Because looking at you, mm-hmm. I can't believe that. And um, I said. Dude, I said this recently. I'm kind of jealous of people, guys, and um, and yourself who have beards. Because if I have if I have a beard, I look like a terrorist. So I I have to I have to be clean shaven. <laughs> Seriously, no I look, I, but look what I look like—white trash, <laughs> no teeth. <laughs> so. Oh my god! So and and your profile picture, I was like a double take. I was like, "This is not, this is not a woman." And I'm looking at you right now. I'm like, "No way!" But the funny thing is, mm-hmm. Thank you, you are you are a transsexual, but you're not like all the recent trans people saying, "I'm a woman." Um, mm-hmm. you know, so so I'm a guy now. You're you're saying no, I I'm a female. I am a female mm-hmm. living as a man, and and that just is That's the right. truth. That's the truth, and I'm like. Because There's, why do I have to lie? Yeah. I don't understand why people are lying about themselves. You know, they're, they're lying first off to themselves and in turn expecting you to just pretend with along with them. And I don't need to lie to you. You, you respect me as a man. Most everyone out there respects me and my cho- choice of living as a man. No one pushes back on me because I'm, I'm like, look, dude, I used to be a chick. People are like, wow, dude, that's amazing. They actually give me props for it. Nobody's like, that's weird. They're like, dude, that's amazing. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like me, like honestly. And that's I think it. what I, cause I, me. Like, seriously, I'm so freaking confused, like, with all the terms and everything. But I love it. You're transsexual. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I'm, look, I'm, I'm old. Yep. I'm 48 this month. And that historically is what I thought. You know, you're transsexual. It just makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you're transsexual. And right. you are female. Right. Biologically, you're female, but you're living as a man. It's simple. That's right. And you know what? I love that. I don't have a problem with that. Yep. I don't, because it's not a lie. I think... The biggest That's thing right. I have about everything, whether it's the pandemic, the climate scam, mm-hmm. or this trans thing, I don't mm-hmm. like lies. I and, and something about me, me gets neither. really annoyed with lies. And if it's not a mm-hmm. lie, dude, great man, love to everybody. I love you. I love everybody. Right I don't on. care what you do in your bedroom. I don't care what you do in your house. 
I think the thing I am upset about, particularly as a dad, is what appears to be this political, mm. sociological agenda, and it's based on a lie. Right. That's right. That's and you're right. quite vocal on but we never, Twitter. Let me tell you something, my friend. Yeah. We never lied. We never lied before. Whatever's happening now, uh, we never, none of us transsexuals ever lied. In fact, we we celebrated our space. We celebrated that we got to transition. We didn't have to lie to you. We were honest about our mental disorder. We sh- only adults were part of this game, never were children. That was always an experiment. You know, they started that 30 something years ago, but it never came into fruition until recently. That's something that shocks me. This should this is not a space for a child. This is a space that how how can you know that you are trans or transsexual if you don't go through puberty? How how can you even know what it means to be a woman or a man if you're not going through puberty? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Mate, uh, that's just you know just just you saying that. I love you. And it's funny people who Thank say, you, friend. Seriously, yeah, it's funny, people, just for questioning the trans agenda, you get called transphobic. And I'm like, I'm not fearful of trans people. Do you know, the first time I came across a transsexual, um, Buck was in the 80s. My dad had a shoe shop in Glasgow in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And in the weekends, we used to help out as kids mm-hmm. and get making a little bit of extra pocket money and um, sell shoes. Right on. And one of my favorite customers was this transsexual man who would buy high heel shoes. And he would buy a lot. Right. So I was selling a lot. And the more I sold, the more pocket money I got. Right. And, you know, and, and, and I, wasn't, you know, I wasn't freaked out about it. I thought, that's a bit strange. Um, but it was okay. It was like a man mm-hmm. with lipstick. But he was a grown-up man. He was wearing women's yep. clothes. And no one made anything funny around it. And he bought all these lovely high heel shoes. I made a lot of money. And I said goodbye. And he would come back quite fre- regularly, quite frequently. Right. I don't have a problem with trans right. people. I, I have a, I, and it's funny. It's like it's like old fashioned vegetarian vegans who, you know, ethically don't want to eat meat. Historically, you know, go, going going right. back years and years, they're they're true to themselves. Whereas, like, there's kind of vegans now who are like quite religious and a cult who who you know, no, we're killing the yeah. planet and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like they're almost imposters and just like the new trans activists. Yeah, they're not really true to That's what right. transsexuals were about. Did nope. you agree? Well, not even were are present are, sorry, day. Sorry. Many of us are here, and there are. That's okay. That's okay. The transgender umbrella movement uh, has taken over, and really, actually says that the use of the word transsexual is derogatory, which is so insulting to me and to my friends who all identify as trans. See, the, there's a huge amount of hypocrisy in this movement. That's why I can poke holes in the whole thing. That's why I'm disliked by a group of tra- transgender people because I won't play their game. And I, I can, I'm one of the very, I'm in a very good position, my friend. If we're playing chess, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they can't knock me off the table. They cannot. I, I transitioned 30 years ago. People see me and hear me and I will not shut up. I'm not here. I'm here because it, I don't like what's happening and I don't see a, a positive outcome. And I see something that will happen not only for 
for people who who necessarily need to change. But just in general, it's affecting our language. It's affecting the way we can walk the world. It's affecting women. It's affecting children. It's now come become on some level an epidemic that says to me, if I have integrity, my friend, I I I I feel very blessed on some level and grateful that I have the opportunity to live this way. And like I said earlier, I don't need to lie to you about it. I need to be honest so that you have empathy on some level about why I needed to do this as an adult. So that being said, transsexual is the original space and we're medicalized people who get a diagnosis, go through a medical system. I want to be hanging out with you, dude, in the pub, drinking a beer and looking like a dude. And that's what transsexuals do. I don't know what's happening in this new movement. I find it to be very toxic, um, full of lies, um, misogynistic, I mean, I could go on and on. It, it is nothing to, I'm complete opposite of what you see happening today. Complete opposite. So you're, you're, fuck, you're, thank you for that. But you're like the OG. You guys are like, you know, 30 years back doing yep. this. I mean, that is, yep. for someone like you, that was a very brave thing to do. You know, um, I can't imagine it was easy. Can, can we go on a journey? Can we talk, if you don't well, mind? Can we yeah. talk about what it was like yeah. for you? You know, what made you want yeah. to become a transsexual? What 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 was your you mentioned mental mm-hmm. illness? I mean that I find people who can admit yep. that there's a mental illness is incredible. I I'll be honest, Thank if you. you're gonna be there, I've at times been yep. in the past depressed, at one point even suicidal. Mm. I own that. I yep. own that. I'm not scared to admit right that. Right on. And um excellent. Just like any illness, like I've had a bad back, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't yeah. define me and I'm I'm not labeled by it, you know? That's right. But anyway, if you if you can talk about your journey and what what challenges you face and why you did it and you know what it feels like for you. Sure. And then we can move on to why well, you're I'm- upset with the current situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset, my friend. It's not even funny. I'm not shutting up. So I don't care okay. if the whole world hates me. I'm not shutting up. I, I care about these kids. So with that, you know, I'm 61 years old. I grew up in the 60s in Los Angeles, California. And, you know, I had a great childhood. Contrary to what people will tell you, I was not suicidal as a child. I I rocked it. My parents were amazing. I got to be a little tomboy. You know, I got to be little buck. They called me that name. They, I rode motorcycles, skateboard, play with the boys. I was very typical of that little girl who wants to be a little boy and no one makes a big deal out of it. My parents were always with this idea that, you know, um, she'll grow out of it. Right. I actually grew into it, but they, that's what parents should, all parents out there should think this way. They'll grow out of it. If you don't bug them about it and you don't make a big deal about it and you just kind of let it be, you know, so eventually I, I started becoming an, a, an older person and you have to deal with different things as an older person. So at 16 and 17, girls are changing, things are happening and I'm freaking out because I'm starting to feel attracted to women, right? As a woman. So there I'm dealing with my sexuality, but in my mind, I'm a boy. So I can't have these conversations with people. We didn't have that back in the day. And I, I, I remember my parents sent me to a psychiatrist, not a therapist, not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. And psychiatrists most of the time I want to give you medication. And so they just thought of me as being depressed and not understanding. I said I felt like a boy and they didn't have the tools. I don't blame. And I also want to say this. I don't blame anybody on my journey. I, I think even the medical world didn't understand what was going on here. So they didn't have the tools. So, you know, I got on medication. I 
I did become suicidal at one point and went into a psychiatric ward for a little while, and that was very traumatizing for me. And eventually I kind of just became a gay woman, and that was exciting. I'll be honest with you. It was not bad for me. i actually so happy I had the experience of living as a gay woman. So I lived as a gay woman probably 10 or 15 years, and that was during the AIDS epidemic and there was just a lot going on and I was part of queer nation and fight. So I come from an activist background on some level. I lost all my friends to AIDS, by the way. So when I hear this trans genocide, I just want to die because I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, you have no clue what a genocide is, people. Uh, on top of the fact that my partner's Jewish and I'm around a lot of Armenians and I know what genocide is, right? So yeah. that being said, there I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how dare you even? That's why I'm telling you the whole movement is so built on false gaslighting. It's disgusting. So blah, blah, blah. You know, I have regular, I want people to understand, I had regular, normal childhood trauma like everyone has. Puberty is hard for everyone. Dealing with my period, dealing with, you know, I was a, a sports person. I got really into running and I became a very high-level female athlete. And... um you know, that's when all the girls are kind of flirting with each other and the lesbian stuff is happening, but you're not allowed to talk about it. And it was very closeted back in the 80s. And um, anyway, I eventually just went on to sort of live my life as a gay woman, became alcoholic and drug addict and, you know, just didn't wasn't happy. I couldn't tell you why I wasn't happy other than the fact that I really was a transsexual, not having the tools to talk about it to anybody because all my therapists just didn't have the tools and were just trying to get me to accept my my sort of sexuality on some level until I finally got sober and and my first two years of sobriety clarity came to me and I was like I got to get into therapy and start working on why I feel like a man you know I kept saying I feel like a man and my therapist would push back on me which is what therapists should do and so she would ask me great questions like well what does that mean Buck to be a man I would be like you're right. What does that mean? <laughs> right? Or like, you know, I want to be a man. Like, well, what does that mean, Buck? I mean, two years of very intensive. What does it mean? What is it that you want? Until eventually, I mean, this was 31 years ago. There was no transitioning back in the day. And mm. somehow we found a doctor that I was his first transgender man, doc, no, transsexual man, and he didn't know what he was doing. And he said to me, I'll help you. I don't, I've only worked with men becoming women. I've never worked with a woman. And he, he, used, he basically said, you're going to be my guinea pig. He said those words, you're going to be my guinea pig. But I think when you're in a place of sort of feeling there's a wall, you're willing to take the chance. And I was willing to take the chance because the mantra that I used to say all the time was, if it doesn't work out, I'll kill myself. I used to say that all, it was my safety net. If it doesn't work out, I'll kill myself. It was very normal, like drinking a Coke. I want to, it was just, I don't know if I actually really thought that. I just kind of felt safe on some level because I didn't have the internet when I transitioned. Thank, thank, thank God. And I didn't have anybody helping me. I, I had few doctors that were willing to take this chance with me. And that being said, I had one gay man and gay men were the ones who sort of, after I started taking the testosterone, were really there for me. Gay men were my, my sort of foundation on some of helping me become a man, right? Taking me to the gym and like doing all the man things I've always wanted to do. And then I found a top surgeon 
Same thing. He'd never done a transsexual man before. He worked with trans women. And he said, you know, I have a new surgery that I got called the keyhole incision. I'd love to try it on you. And again, I was on some level an experiment. And it, it worked. Everything worked out for me, my friend. Everything. that I was on my way. And I have never, ever looked back. I have only had an amazing... Everyone in my life, my family, my my friends, everyone was just like, wow, Buck, this is amazing. And we see such a change in you. And I was sober from that moment on. I never wanted to drink or use drugs again. And, you know, it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to use that. It saved my life. I, I just not going to say that because I don't know that for a fact. What I do know is it made me a happy person and it made me confident and it made me able to sit here today and have these conversations with people like you. Wow. Wow. I can't imagine what that must have been like. I mean, I had a conversation with a a doctor. I heard you say. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I heard you say I'm brave. You know, I I don't consider myself brave in any way, shape or form. I consider myself a survivalist on some level. And that is more that I wanted to stay alive and I wanted to survive. I I, I never felt brave. And today I don't even feel brave. I feel on some level great, great, grateful and gratitude to be able to have a voice not only that to be this guy (laughs) my god like you say this beard (laughs) it's everything to me i like don't take my beard away like it's that simple and and that um and that um a a much of a gift for me more than anything so So, sorry yeah it's all right so going back um i interviewed someone called isadora sanger who wrote a book saying born in the right body And she argues we're all Mm. born in the right body. This idea that we're born in the Mm -hmm. wrong body isn't true. Yeah. And she looked at the data and she said, actually, more than 80% of young children who who have gender dysphoria actually are homosexual and just don't realize it. And, and, you know, you you said that you're homosexual and I assume you're still attracted to other women. Yeah, but, you know, through my transition, I became attracted to men and I had, you know, I, I, I had um, a lot of sex with with gay men, <clears throat> but there was always something lacking for me. And I would say 100 percent, I am much more attracted to women. I would say I'm bisexual on some level. My sexual attraction towards men is sexual. It's not emotional. And I think my attraction to women is much more of an emotional attachment than you get a different you get a different thing from women than you do in my experience from that. So I would say, you know, most definitely I, my, all of my partners have always been women. Mm. And then you said, you mentioned early on that, you know, it's a mental illness. Do you, do you think you had a mental illness that made you want to um, become a transsexual? I was, you know, it's a mental disorder. A hundred percent. I have a mental disorder. If you want to call it illness, you can. But I, I like you. I think I said that earlier. But disorder. I have a mental disorder I think, called I gender think, dysphoria. I think, disorder, I I think, think disorder is a better word. I'm sorry. Illness is the wrong word. I don't know why I use yeah, that. That's okay. You're right. No, 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 dude, dude. You could you could say anything to me. I'm not that guy. But but I think for the audience and for the listeners out there, you know, mental disorder is important. It, this is why it's important mm. because I got a diagnosis. And when you get a diagnosis, you actually like everything in the world opens up. And you can say that about any kind of illness, a cancer, right? Diabetes, anything. You're not feeling good. My teeth, right? I have 
I just had to go to the dentist and have huge dental work done. I wasn't feeling good. And then until I got a diagnosis of gum disease, then I was like, oh, and then he fixed it. And I feel like a whole new person. Very similar to me. That's why I don't I don't understand this idea that it's not a mental disorder. It is 100 percent a mental disorder, because why do I have it and you don't? And why is it such a small percentage of the world? It's a disorder. There's nothing wrong with a disorder. These people are insane. Number one. Number two, if I don't have a diagnosis, I don't get medical care. Right. It becomes sort of elective and it becomes self-diagnosis, which is completely insane and actually hurts us more than it helps us. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a surgeon and I often said to people, uh, my patients, a diagnosis is crucial, Buck, because if you don't have a diagnosis, right. what the hell is going on? And if you don't have a diagnosis, <laughs> what's the prognosis? You know, what's the treatment plan? <laughs> you know, unless you've got a diagnosis, you can't That's do right. anything. You need a diagnosis. That's I, right. You know, off air, you're That's telling right. me how, you know, your teeth, you show me the huge gap. Actually, my, yeah. it's very similar to the gap my six-year-old daughter has right now, by the way. She's got the massive grinny gap. <laughs> totally. <laughs> she really has. She's got this hilarious, just like you, this gap. It's, it's very cute. That's so cute on her, but it's... <laughs> uh, I don't know, Buck. It's pretty cute on you, too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So basically, I said I was going to share something with you so that you wouldn't feel that uncomfortable. About six weeks, eight weeks ago. Thank you. I suddenly had a stinging sensation every single, I, every single time I went to pee. Burning. And I'm like, holy moly, what the oh. hell is going on here? And I thought, have I got oh. an infection? Where have I got this from? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. What is going on here? Anyway, it turned out I didn't have any infection. We did all the It was... The diagnosis was non-specific urethritis. And I was really glad I had a diagnosis because no. it made sense. Right. I, because half of it, you, you think you're going crazy. You're going crazy, right? Like, you know, yeah. what the hell is going on? You just want to know you're not crazy. Two, you just want to know, right. right, this is what to expect and this is what it will pass. And um, I had all the tests and he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not infection. It's just a, this random mm -hmm. thing that sometimes happens. It'll go in in a week or so. And it did. It, it, it just suddenly mm. disappeared. And so I'm sharing my little private, embarrassing kind of moment. <laughs> to help me not feel so embarrassed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, just to help you not feel so self-conscious. But, you know, because you're right, because you're saying it's amazing how these little things can affect you and get you down yeah. and, and make you feel miserable. Yeah. Uh, but diagnosis is, yeah. is, is key. And I'm sorry, you know, you're 100% right. Not it's mental key. illness, mental disorder. You know, we have physical mm -hmm. disorders. And I think we need to get past the taboo of mental mental, you know, health issues being like a no-go area. That's right. You know, we should be able to openly talk about it. Um, and we should be able to say this well, is a we mental used disorder. To. Yeah. We used to. It was not, a, I wasn't ashamed that I got an actual diagnosis. I still have it. I have it on paper and I could mm -hmm. show everybody my diagnosis. And now they took it out, I think, of the DSM five or six, whatever it is. It's no longer, I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. That just means that somebody swayed somebody to take it out. I have a mental disorder. I have a diagnosis and I will continue to have a diagnosis. And one of the most dangerous things we have ever done for this transgender community is to remove the diagnosis and to create a self ID. That is, can you imagine? I'm going to self ID that I have diabetes. Like what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, it is ridiculous, but there's a lot in the world, not just this that is ridiculous right now. So, Buck. True. 
True. I, I, you must be getting a lot of hate because being the person that you are, <laughs> you you are like, you're like the role model for everyone. And instead you're turning around and saying, no, 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 you're all wrong. And I can imagine a lot of people saying, hey, yeah. that's great. You climbed up the ladder and then you pulled up the ladder behind yep. you. You know, yep. who the hell are you to talk now? You know, so yep. why are you different from what you're seeing now? And how, how is it different? What, the transgender ideology mm. that we're seeing, the activists, how is it different mm. now to when you were in the 80s? And, and why are you mm. opposed to it? Well, first off, you're right. I get a lot of hate, but that means I'm doing something right. I don't. I, I look at it in a, in a more positive way, right? I look at it in a way that says, "Ooh, I, I'm touching something. I'm touching a button yep. that's making people yep. get a little weirded out." That means something's up. Number two, yep. you have to remember, I've been doing this for a long time. I have a huge amount of experience and lived. I, I, I on some level, they're all hip, they're all hypocrites. So, so that being said, children were were my red flag. Children. We never transitioned children before. It was like, what? Wait a minute here. You, you, any child can say they're trans without even going to a doctor. And so then I started watching what we now call detransitioners, right? Mm -hmm. That was my turning point. My turning point, not so much the kids. I was actually really kind of on board in the beginning. I was like, mm, this is interesting. Blocking puberty. Maybe that can help. You know, of course, I stood back and and watched as a person who wanted to be a boy when I was a little girl. And then I started seeing people going, hey, wait a minute. I should have never been diagnosed as trans. I'm not. And then detransitioning, looking like me. And then I started to notice a ma majority of the people who were transitioning were young girls. Mm. Where are the boys? So in my mind, I'm like, this is not right. There's no level playing field, right? Because if it's something that is normal on some level, and then it, they should be level. Boys and girls should be having the same space. But girls are like this. Little teeny girls are all like, I'm a boy. And then I just got really weirded out by it. I'm like, nope. And then I said, well, it was hard. I'll be honest with you, because I was looked up to by many people in this community prior to all of this. And then people started saying things mean to me, like, you know, that's exactly what you just said. You're pulling up the ladder. And I said, hold mm. up here, my friend. I'm not pulling up any ladder. I'm securing mm. the ladder. Big difference. I don't want that ladder. You know, when you climb a ladder and it's not secure, that's what I see as detransitioners and kids. And I'm like, I'm not pulling anything up on you, my friend. I'm telling you that I went through a very hardcore system and 31 years later, here I am happy and secure. And that's all I want for you. And so the, there were red flags for me, the self ID, the TikTok, the Kids all IDing with DID and then autism and trans. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And I was so freaked out. I'm like, how can my quote unquote community just be okay with this? How? And that, and then I started to notice just they weren't my community. These are some other people. These are imposters. They're imposters. Mm. That's how I see it. And they're, they're using children. They're using children to sort of do their dirty work. And there's a lot of adults involved in this who are creepy and doing creepy stuff with kids. And I have a kid too. I have a 10 year old and um, I'm just like, nope, 
I'm sorry, I don't believe any of this, especially as a transsexual with a lot of time under my belt. Nope, no kid is in the wrong body. A kid might feel different. A kid might be having some other things going on. But nope, I, I agree with the same thing. You're not born in the wrong body. That, that what's happening is there's some mental stuff going on here. And for me, it's all about trying to get the kid out of the dysphoria. I never want somebody to live this life. This is not, I don't have trans joy. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means. I, I have a situation that I fixed and I moved on. But as far as I'm concerned, I would have been rather been born a man. I would never want to be a transsexual. This is just my diagnosis and I move on with it. But when I start seeing kids going, I'm trans at 10 and trans joy and I want to, and I want to be trans. And kids started writing me letters saying, how do I become trans? How do I become trans? I go, why would you ever want to be trans? There was just, my friend, so many levels of things. I'm like, this is a fake, weird indoctrination movement to help adults who are complete weirdos sort of justify their actions. And that's when I just said, I don't care. I don't care if the whole community hates me. You know, I built my businesses on the community and I lost all my businesses. And I was willing to do that because I have a partner who was also willing to sort of help me get into that space. But I was willing to lose it all because I just could never live with myself if I didn't start to speak up for these young people who can't speak up for themselves. Do you know what? You are like me. I'm like you. I, I can't tolerate <laughs> right injustice on. and lies, and I will speak nope. the truth. I am. Um, I got quite yeah. controversial. I don't know what your views are about COVID, and you don't need to share them with me. But I got I got into trouble yeah. because I was very mm. skeptical about what was happening with COVID and the lockdowns yeah. and the mandates. Yeah. And I don't think you should ever force totally. anything medical on anyone. So as a, as a surgeon, that went against all the medical ethics, you know, informed consent, right. bodily autonomy, and and just <laughs> speaking out got me into trouble. But I'm sorry, I I don't care. And you know, I've lost business, and and Good I've got you. into trouble with my yep. hospitals for saying what I'm saying, and all my colleagues think yep. I'm a quack. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, but that's right. That's because you have integrity. No, you're a real doctor. Do no harm. You're an actual real doctor. And why can't you have a different opinion? That's what I don't understand. Whether or not you and I agree, but I agree on some of the stuff you're saying. But whether or not you and I agree, why can't you? Why, why does that hurt me if you have a different opinion? Why can't I say, well, I, I, I just disagree with you. That's not true. So there's a problem. Right? It, it sounds like you believe in freedom of speech. <laughs> That's the, those are the dirty words. <laughs> this is what I mean. So it true. sounds like you, you subscribe to the, the proper definition of freedom of speech, you know, which means, right on. you know, you're allowed to say things and I might not agree with it and I might find it quite uncomfortable, but you know what? It's your right that's to say right. those things if that's what you think. And I'm not going to shut you right. down. <laughs> that's right. But I Thank think people you. have forgotten what freedom of speech <laughs> is. <laughs> my God, they don't understand how dangerous the game they're playing is dangerous, my friend. And, you know, it, it, these are all young people, though. I'm fighting against 25 year olds like grow up, sit down. I'm 60. You will not tell me. I will tell you, buddy. I've actually lived <laughs> in these shoes. I, I transitioned before these kids were born and they're telling me I'm like, oh, no, you're, you're messing with the wrong tranny. I'm a, I'm a. I will not. I've learned since the age of five to my dad said, never throw the first punch. 
I never throw the first punch. But if you throw a punch at me, you better be prepared. So I don't know. I don't come from that space. I come from a space of, you know, my roots are Irish, by the way. So I come from the fighting Irish and my grandma's from Ireland. And, you know, that's how we were raised. It's like, no, don't back down, especially if you believe in what you're and what you're saying. So you as a doctor have every right to question anything medical, 100%. And I stand behind you, whether or not I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I do think the COVID thing is a little bit crazy. And I do think we got pushed into spaces and people got paranoid and weird. And I see very overlaps of this in the trans kids, right? I see a lot of overlaps. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, I think there's another thing we have in common and it's so it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, which is a, a philosophy philosophy of life, which is don't mm. do any harm to anyone, but don't take any shit. That's right. That's right. You know, you know, and why, if everybody did that, I? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, like, with your child, but you know what? Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I was going to say, but you know what? It says a lot. See, that's how I can show you and why I'm gaining a lot of ground, because those people come after me and say the most insane things to me. And people see I let the whole world see it. I let the whole world see it. And then they say, whoa, you're actually attacking an elder transsexual person. That goes against everything you all are talking about, your diversity, your inclusion, your, you're all a bunch of liars. So that's why I sort of I, I'm actually a target, if that makes sense. I put myself out there to show the hypocrisy of these people. They're not about any of what they're trying to say at all, because I don't get to have a voice because I'm transphobic. How can you call an elder transsexual man a transphobic? That just right there. Just you just wrecked your whole platform, dude. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, go on. I think that's hilarious. Calling a tran- elder transsexual a transphobic. Unbelievable. No, I'm saying you're over target, which yep. is why you're getting flack. Um, and that's that's a sign, a good sign. <laughs> and, you know, we're allowed all forms that's of right. diversity, apparently, but not diversity of thought. <laughs> and, 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 the pe- and the people who yeah. go on about, you know, stop hate. Um, those people I find to be the most hateful <laughs> You know? They are. They're insane. They don't They're see insane. the hypocrisy. They don't they see are. the hypocrisy. So nope. let's talk nope, about your child for a second. If your child came out and said, yeah. I, I'm in the wrong body and I want to transition, mm-hmm. what advice would mm-hmm. you give them? And they've watched some TikTok oh, videos. Therapy, they've, been, they've been influenced by social media. Uh, they've been told by their teacher that, you know what, they're in the wrong body. They need to come and speak to someone and don't talk to the parents. Disgusting. And, 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 you know, they'll oh, be cancelled and, and they can start puberty blockers without giving consent to anybody. And what do you uh, think of all that? What would you say to your child? That's it. Well, first off, I'm taking you out of that school. <laughs> so that's number one, because I know that's where it's coming from. Number two, my kid isn't on TikTok and he knows that. I've already told him, dude, no TikTok. Here's a PlayStation. <laughs> here's a PlayStation and here's Harry Potter. <laughs> Yay for J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I'm totally that tranny. So that being said, you know, he doesn't know that I'm a transsexual and it's not important for him to know that because I live as a man. I don't live as a trans person. I live as a man, if that makes sense. I had, you know, what we used to call a sex change. I, I don't 
don't want people to know I'm trans. The only thing is, is I am that person because I'm out very outspoken. But that be if my kid came home from school one day and said, "Hey, Dad, or you know, I'm 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 feeling like maybe I'm a girl." I'm like, "Okay, that's totally fine, kiddo. No big deal. Everyone deals with these kinds of things." And I would mm-hmm. get him into a therapist, not an affirmative therapist. Affirmation therapy is not therapy, by the way. It is it is mm. indoctrination. And I would get him into a space where he could talk to somebody about it. And you know, he already has long hair. He, some, from behind, people think he's a girl. And, and I remember one time someone thought he was a girl, and he turned around and he said, I'm a boy. So I'm like, oof, I don't have to worry about this. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. But but I'll be honest with you, I, I would never say, no, you're not. I would take him to a, a, a therapist, and we would have conversations about it. And I would be very, very loving. And I, But I don't know if I would just immediately put him in a dress and paint his nails. I would be very slow. And I would sort of try to work it out in a way that I would hope that he didn't need to transition as he got older. And I wouldn't transition him until he was an old enough to make the choice himself, because I do not believe anyone should make that choice for you but you. And there's no way a child can make that choice. 100% cannot. Nope. You can never talk me into it. No child. I didn't know I was a transsexual when I was 10, dressing like a boy. I just thought I was a boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't go, I'm trans. That's how I can blow holes in all of this shit these kids are saying they're trans that is a language given to them they these are kids are not and also we're lying to children you cannot change your sex ever i did not change my sex i'm still a biological female so we're lying to these young kids when they grow up and they're going to be like other things are going to start happening. Things are going to get feeling. They are because they're going to know something's different. And then you told your child that they could become a girl when they couldn't become a girl. And um, we're headed for a big disaster, my friend. So so as a transsexual, I really don't want my kid to be transsexual. But if he is, we're going to take it slow. We're going to figure it out. And then I'm going to wait till he's 18 and he can make a choice on his own. But I would never transition my child. I would get him into therapy and help him have a have a happy, you know, life and just say, you can have long hair and wear whatever clothes you want. I don't care. That could have, that could have, that answer could have come from me. Yeah. Excellent, I think, um, Excellent. I, you know, I think as an adult, you know, you decide what you want to do. I, I, I was, I, we had some friends over this afternoon. Um, it was a play date with the kids and, you know, the yeah. parents are hanging out chatting yeah. We were talking about how guys tend to be a little bit more immature than the women. Um, and I, I told you I'm totally. 48 this month. I, I am such a kid. I'm such Excellent. an immature kid. Me and too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I don't think I was physically comfortable in my body till I was about 35. Mm. I, I don't think right. I loved myself. Until I was 35. Now, right. for me, it wasn't a case of, I don't, I don't believe I'm in the wrong, I, I'm in the right sex or anything. It, I didn't, it didn't, it didn't pitch that way. Mm-hmm. It didn't pivot that way. It was just, I didn't right. feel comfortable with who I was. But it could easily then, I, mm-hmm. I can see with modern social media and whatever, have been tipped over the edge to you're in the wrong body kind of thing. But I just, I wasn't comfortable with being me. I didn't love myself. I'll be right. honest with you. Right. Fuck, I, I'm being honest. I, I don't think I tell, until I hit 35 did I truly love myself. And I don't mean right. it in a you know, selfish, narcissistic, weird way. I, I just mean like love yourself. I didn't. That's okay? right. And the problem is if you can't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? 
And how can you receive love? That's so true. Because if someone tries to give you love and you don't love yourself, you think, no, that person is not really loving me. Because you you can't even accept it from yourself. So just learning to love yourself is so important. And I I honestly didn't get it till I was 35. And so, and from a mental maturity point of view, God, you know, my wife would argue I'm still not there. But again, I don't think I was really (laughs) mature until I hit about 30. Yeah. All right. So I'm mentally not mature until I hit 30. I'm physically Mm -hmm. not happy with who I am until I hit 35. So I think, you know, yeah, you know, life is shit, especially these days. Life is stressful. It's tough financially, socially, everything. And people have, you know, mental health disorders for whatever reason. A lot of kids are being abused. A lot of kids are coming from abused homes. A lot of the kids are associated with autism. And, you know, what might be a temporary problem where they feel like they're in the wrong body, you know, we're offering them permanent solutions, which I would argue are mutilations. And the... the, the, on some level. Yep. And the data that's coming through shows that these kids aren't happier afterwards. Because you tell them all your problems are going to go away once you change and and you are a different body and then when they do that and they have this the surgery which i think a lot of it is very traumatic and some of it's experimental yeah after that journey they go i still feel like this i still feel i'm not happy but i've i've just gone through all of this why do i still feel like this and i think because we're selling them a lie we're selling them a lie we're telling them like you go through all of this and at the end of this lie you will be a happy person you can't sell a lie no matter how much you code it up. And that's, I think. It doesn't matter. That's why, well, you know, you make huge points that I try to make. When you lie to a child that they can change their sex, when you lie to a child that you, it's going to come back tenfold on you parents. Now, that being said, I feel bad for a lot of these parents because they're being told this through the medical association mm-hmm. here in the United States and in the UK. Shame on them. I can't wait. The lawsuits are happening, my friend. That that also being said, why do you think I'm happy with myself? Because I'm a realist and I know I didn't change my sex. I don't have a penis. I still have a vagina. I had to mm. learn how to deal in the world with that, but I did it as a mature adult. And that's why I've been okay with myself because I really do understand that I'll never change my sex. I'll never be like you. I'll never, but it's okay. And it, and it's something that I made the all the choices that I've done to my body, tattoos, piercings. I mean, I could go on and on the crap I did to my body, right? And I just live with it because they were all my choices. But a 10-year-old is going to wake up when they're 18. And we're seeing it now with the detransitioners that the, commu- that the transgender community hides, by the way. Hiding. When you start hiding your mistakes... Oh, that's going to come back. That's what they're doing. They're hiding. Detransitioners are mistakes and um, they don't want to own up to it. And that's another reason why they don't like me because I platform a lot of them and I'm friends with a ton of them. And Mm. my heart breaks for them because it worked out for me. It's amazing. And that's why it's important that I partner up with them because I want the world to see that a person like me is real and that we do 
exist. But at the same time, we're such a small, huge, tiny, tiny minority, and we always will be. This is not what you see today. This is something else. We are a, we are a very small minority of the world. We always have been, and we always will be. But that being said, detransitioners are part of a movement that is this new trans space. And I want the world to see that, look, this is a real transsexual, and this is a person who was told they were when they never were. And that's what people need to see, because those detransitioners are going to deal with what they're dealing with forever. And who's going to, who's going to actually be responsible? Do you know, doctor, who's going to be responsible for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, all these kind of movements that we see, I mean, even things like diversity, inclusion, equality, I mean, these are all nice sounding words. Of course they're sounding, but the funny thing is, (laughs) it's a, it's a superficial fragrance to cover up the stench of a deep rot, you know, does that make sense? Excellent. So, so excellent. You know, I love that. I love it. Yeah, and it's like because you can't argue with this fluffy niceness. Of course, who 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 doesn't who who subscribes to hate? Who's who doesn't want equality? Who doesn't want diver? Look, do you think growing up as a packy Muslim kid in Scotland was easy in the eighties? No, of course it wasn't. Right. Okay, but no. equally, you know. I'm, you know, I'm from a diverse background and I, and I'm shouting out against a di- mm. so-called diversity. I don't want people like me to be promoted, pushed forward at the expense of straight white kids, for example. All right. Um, right. Especially straight right. white male kids, you know, because they're like, they're not diverse right. enough. You know, one, one form of, you know, um, racism or bigotry or preferential treatment isn't mm. better than another. You know, the only diversity that That's right. matters diversity of thought okay that's all that's all the only that's diversity right. i care about and Excellent. and the thing is the Excellent. pendulum can swing the other way then you get such a backlash of anger and hatred that's so for right. example if the scam that we're currently seeing with the trans movement and indoctrination of the children goes really back the other way people yep. people genuine want genuine genuine transsexuals like yourself are the ones that are going to really be mm-hmm. victims and punished that's and, right so you have to, did you see what I mean? You, the whole movement is actually, oh. It's literally what you just said. It's a pension. And I keep saying that. Now, that being said, I'm solid, dude. I'm 61. I've had everything done. I'll figure out how to get my testosterone. But that's not, I don't care about me. I care about us. I care about all of us. I don't just care about the trans community or the LGBT. I care about everyone. Humanity. And that Humanity. is my ult- Humanity. I'm a coexister, dude. <laughs> I didn't transition to live in a trans space. That's what I keep telling these kids. Why are you transitioning? <laughs> you're angry. You're disconnected. You hate everybody. Cisgender scum. Like you're being taught nasty, gross behavior. And when you grow up, because you're fucking acting like immature assholes right now, when you grow <laughs> up, you're going to be so embarrassed of what you put out on the internet. And I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to tell you, slow down. Take your transition is about you, kiddo. It's not about anybody else. And if you're not happy, you're not transitioning for the right reason. You're transitioning. That's why I can see these kids are hateful, mean, nasty, being taught really disgusting. You know, I don't have a lot of trans friends for, for because back in the day we didn't transition to be trans. We transitioned to be men and women, right? And I want to be hanging out in the world. I don't want to be hanging out in, in a, I don't even want to hang out in the LGBT community, though it's my community, right? 
And so I always said, wait a minute here, people. What are you doing? Why are you just gay and hanging out with gay people? That's just, I understand you need to go to the pub or you need to do that. That's cool. But like, you should have so much diversity around you. You should have so many Mm. things going on. That's how you grow as a human being. And that's also how you get to be really understanding and empathetic towards other people's. And it doesn't just become about you. The movement is about me, 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 by the way. Oh, that's everything you just said. Just bumps, 100%. Dude, you know, I grew up in Glasgow in a Pakistani community and mm-hmm. a, a cult within mm-hmm. Islam. And, wow. you know, we didn't even mix wow. with other Pakistani Muslims. It was only within our, our small little community. And, you know, I had a very right. warped idea of what the world was like because I didn't mix with other kids, not even other brown kids, right. because they were the wrong type right. of Muslims. And, you know, now as wow. an adult, Man, I've got friends who are white, black, brown, yellow, straight. <laughs> That's right. Agnostic, atheist, That's right. Christian, Jewish. I don't care. Excellent. And the thing is, the more people right. I meet of different backgrounds, the more I realize what we've all got in common. We've all got a lot more in common than differences. You know? Totally. And that's why I love that's humanity. Right. I love humanity. And, and you know, the, there is a race out there. There's a very, very advanced, superior race, a very creative race, very innovative race, a very compassionate, mm-hmm. beautiful race. It's called the human race. Mm-hmm. That's the only race there that I, I belong to, you know? And when people say, oh, races, Love it. sod that, you know, I, I, I'm a member of the human race, nothing else, you know? Um, That's and it's right. as simple as that. Me too. So, That's right. you know, you know, Talking whoever about- your parents are, they did a. I wanted to say, whoever your parents are, they did a great job. Just so you know, you know whether or not you know that your parents instilled those values. Same with mine, and they did. So that's why I think you know. I think that people need to understand that it's very important that my kid sees everything and and has he has a gay uncle. He has like all kinds of stuff around him. My my partner is an artist and a filmmaker, and we have all crazy people. He gets a lot of diversity in his life and we teach him about things that are, you know, that I think are to see the world isn't black and white, kiddo, and there's going to be all kinds of people. And I think your parents on some level, whether you know it or not, taught you that. So that's really awesome that you have that way of thinking. Thank you, Buck. And uh, my, my dad passed away in 2018 and he was a, an oh, sorry, man, that's okay. He was an incredible Sad. man. He was a great man. He made friends everywhere he went. Doesn't and you just yeah. left him yeah. somewhere in a room for ten seconds. You come back, he's best friends. So. Right I remember, on. I could tell. I, I could tell. You have. I could just tell by your energy. I'm not kidding. I seriously can. Dude, you know what? It's so funny. I talk about energy now. Now, see, all my critics are gonna say, "See, this is a quack doctor." <laughs> <laughs> so normally. <laughs> I, I genuinely sense the energy of people. And like we're thousands of miles apart. I'm just outside London and you're in Buckinghamshire, but we can sense each other's energy. Yeah? That's right. I'm totally, <laughs> I mean totally, it. dude. Really I already knew it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have that. I don't know what it is. And sometimes I, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But I mean, I can most of the time tell if this person is a really honest or just completely full of shit <laughs> you're super awesome i can already tell you're a loving human being and you care about the world and that's why we connected to have this conversation thank you buck that's really kind of you and i do 
So I was telling you about my dad. I remember, <laughs> remember we had this amazing trip uh, out in the States. We did this tour from LA ending in San Francisco and we went to Las Vegas and Grand Canyon and Bryce Canyon, Death Valley, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, oh, it was so difficult because we were hiking these trails and my dad just kept making friends. And we're like, dad, we're, 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 on, we're on the clock. You know, <laughs> we, we need to get down and up quick. <laughs> and he's just sitting there making <laughs> friends and chatting away. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, my dad, dad was I a legend. And my, and my mom is a legend too. She's, she's definitely amazing. Awesome. But, um, you know, you said another thing. You talked about, you know, these young kids are really angry. And, you know, if you're going in angry, you're going to just come out mm-hmm. angry as well. It's funny. I, I, I say something about my foot and ankle patients. I'm a foot and ankle orthopedic surgeon. So I said to patients, mm-hmm. you're, not mm-hmm. ready for the, you're not ready for the surgery. And they go, why not? I mean, look, mm-hmm. the fitter and stronger you are going into an operation mentally and physically, the oh. fitter and stronger you will be coming right. out of the operation. But if you go into the operation right. depressed, overweight, unhealthy, deconditioned, you know, stressed yeah. out, poor sleep, poor yeah. diet, it's going to be like 10 times worse when you come out. You're, you're not going to be happy. That's right. You're going to have an infection after surgery. You're going to have post-operative complications. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be yep. on a couch. Your mental illness and stress will amplify because you're just, you're now totally. disabled for a short period of time. You, know, you will struggle. Mm-hmm. So you need to get your shit That's together right. first, and then we go for the surgery, you know? Um, that's and, right. And I, I think that's what you're saying. Like with, you know, if you're angry, upset, and, you know, that's lashing right. out the world that's and right. blaming everyone, why do you think it's going to change afterwards? And well, I don't want to- being told that, they're being told that, my friend. You cannot, you cannot do any help to any person, I don't care what diagnosis, in 20 minute, I mean, an hour intake. That's mm. what they're doing with these young people. An hour intake and giving them testosterone and saying, well, you're trans. You are making these kids sicker than what they are. Or what they're, you're, not, you're not even looking at what's going on with this kid. Why do they have anxiety? Why do they have depression? Why do they even think they're trans? Right? So, you know, this is the, this is the, this is the scandal that's going to come out. These 20 minute to one hour intakes at Planned Parenthood here in the United States and literally mm. giving you a script for testosterone and, 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 and then telling them to go on YouTube and learning how to, you as a doctor should be mortified Turn, going, telling them to go on YouTube and inject and learn how to inject from YouTube. I'm like, you know how dangerous that is? You could get an air bubble, right? And you're in, and I'm just like, appalled that this is legal this is actually legal and so they're mad because nothing's changing right so it's like if you tell Mm. me my ankle is messed up and then i go through the surgery and you didn't do a good job or you just kind of rushed through it and my ankle still is hurting me i'm gonna be mad i'm like but wait a minute here why the same thing applies to these kids so you're telling them everything's gonna change magically you're gonna be Trans joy. All, all of those kids running around saying trans joy, I'm going to tell you right now, they're lying. They're all lying. They're all just slumped into this sort of mantra. And they're thinking that they're supposed to be, because I know this from the detransitioners. They all told me that. They said, I thought mm-hmm. it would change. And I thought, so I was pretending that I was happy. And I was pretending until I couldn't pretend anymore. And there's nothing worse than living a lie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It eats you up. It, 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 you know, it makes you. me really want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I just you know, don't see, understand why we would do this to young people. Fuck. <laughs> far far from being transphobic, we're the freaking opposite. You know, this is the irony. The people who are pushing this, right. they're the real trans they're the real transphobic people. The people pushing this agenda That's right. are the transphobic because they hate people. That's right. Right? And and us That's calling right. out the bullshit, yep. we're not fucking transphobic. No. That's right. We love we love everyone. Nope. This is why we're trying to save them. We're that's trying to right. save people from this machinery that's just, you know, feeding off their misery. And, you know, I mean, sick. Let's, I mean, let's just talk about some of the graphic stuff. You know, I've worked in hospitals and I'm yeah. operating, and, and the nursing staff are like, oh, Mr. Mike, we yeah. love operating with you. It's so nice. The cases are so great. And, mm-hmm. oh, God, I'm not looking forward to the next list that's coming on after you. I went, why was wrong? And they went, oh, it's the gender affirming surgery. And they went, it's mutilating. Um, it, and honestly, the complication rates are so high. They keep coming back. They've got infections, wound God. breakdowns. And, and she goes, and then they whisper like oh. this. It's a money-making exercise, Mr. Malik. It makes me so sad. So, you know, and, and, and the worst thing is, fuck, I mean, you told me quite a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, it's very honest of you and thank you. See, you're so authentic. You know, you're just an authentic yeah. guy. So basically, um, um, you know, you've not been robbed of your sexual function. You've not been robbed of your urinary f- function. That's right. We're, we're killing these kids. That's right. They're, they're not going to be. They're not going to have any sexual function. Oftentimes, their nope. their urinary function is messed up. You know, what are we doing to them? We're That's creating right. these um, penile appendages, which are just floppy bits of skin oh. from grass from their thigh or arm. And it's just a little lump that doesn't do anything. Doesn't have an erection. Doesn't Nothing. pee out of. Nothing. And, and, and Nothing. you honestly think this kid is going to look down and go, yeah, I have a real penis. Of course, they, they know That's it's right. a sham. And, it will, and, it, and, and, and the deception and the self-delusion can only run for a while. Sooner or later, they're, they're going to wake up and realize it's all been bullshit. They've That's been right. lied to. That's what I told you. It, the, the sick thing is, is that we're all trying to like hate the train. It's going off the tracks. We're like, eh, right? And and the, the driver of the train is like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. And those, that's what the doctors are. The doctors are driving the train. And they're like, get out of my way. There's this doctor here in Portland, Oregon. I just want to wring his neck. He's blue haired. You know, it, it's, it's a God complex. It's literally a God complex. I'm telling you, he's like, we're doing two surgeries a day of penile, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, those don't work. Why do you think I have a vagina, dude? And why do you think that I've been so happy? Cause I have a lot of sex and what? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And I created, I created the first like trans male sex toy in the world like six years ago specifically so that men trans guys would not get that surgery and they could say you can have a functioning sexual life and you can enjoy your body it's just a matter of learning how to do that and sort of like walking you're like learning to walk again on some level because I'm telling you, I have friends who got that surgery who wish they never had gotten that surgery ever. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. If you want to get that surgery, you go right ahead. But I'm telling you right now, you need to do your research. And I don't know any guy that got that surgery that's running around happy with his surgery. I just don't. Yeah, 100%. So we're just, we're just destroying young kids' lives. Never going to be able to have normal Sick. sexual pleasure. Not going to be able to have normal, you know, it's just, and they're patients for life. And I don't know, you know, you mentioned that there's, you mentioned that there's some sick guys or sick people that are driving this. 
who who who's doing it? Is it people in the trans movement? I don't believe people like you are actually pushing this. Who who is driving? Up? I'm going to send you a video. It, it I'm going to send like you a video. Social, please do. It feels like social engineering, and and I don't know if it's big yep, pharma, big right. capitalism. It just feels like there's so much money. There's an industry. There's therapists. There's right. sex trained surgeons. There's just a whole machinery that's behind right. it, and like, and you talked about doctors right. being at the the train drivers. You know, forget doctors who are even in this field. I'm upset with other doctors not mm-hmm. having the spine and the courage to call out the bullshit. You know, where are the Me family too. doctors? Where are the pediatricians? Where and you know, just like the the pandemic scam, demic the no one called out the BS yep. then. Yeah, no one's calling out the BS now. Nope. And there's a parallel. Right. The parallels you've they're got scared. these medical scandals, and they're either scared because of the right. censorship, or they know yep. they know the bullshit, and they're they're just deliberately just staying quiet, or or they're profiting from this whole endeavor. But you know who there are these? Go. Who are these crazy people doing this? Um, do you think? Well, I've always thought it was because it never was like this. It was very difficult to get testosterone back in the day. I've even had pharmacists not want to give me my testosterone. I went through a lot of shit, let me tell you, but I don't care. Like, I do believe all of those things made me the guy I am today. So I, I, I don't, I'm not the guy who withers when someone pushes back on me. I'm the guy that says, okay, Mm. really? You want to play that game with me, dude? So so that being said, you know, (laughs) I, I think it builds character. I think that it has made me the guy I am today. And, you know, and, and that being said, I think this is a movement. I do not believe this is healthcare. I do not believe these people care about us. I believe this is experimental, like lobotomy. Remember lobotomies? Yeah. That's oxy. Lobotomy, the dude won a a Nobel Peace Prize. I know. (laughs) I mean, it's so insane. (laughs) That's this. It's the lobotomy of, of this century. Not be so. These kids are going to be screwed up. I don't know if anyone has ever seen or heard of Doctor Money from like the nineteen fifties and sixties, and then he did those that experiment on those twins because the twins. Uh, I think oh, he was having oh, the circumcision. The circumcision. He had a circumcision, and it was re, it was a complication. That's right. So they had to they had to chop off. So they said, "Oh, just it's a social thing. That's so, right. Gender is a social construct." Yeah, carry on. That's carry right. On. That's right. So anybody listening to this, just go punch in Dr. Money and the Rhymer, the Rhymer twins. And one of the twins had a, a botched, right, circumcision. So the doctor was all, well, and so I always think, did the doctor uh, did the doctor do that on purpose? The bad, right, surgery. So he said, oh, gosh, this kid will never be able to live normal as a man. So let's make his penis into a vagina and make him a girl. It, because he said it, it's nurture, nurture versus nature. He was doing yeah. an experiment with this, and they were twins. Anyway, long story short, because I'd love for anybody to go watch the documentary. There's a lot of them on YouTube. And the kid ended up knowing something was wrong with himself and saying, I just don't feel like a girl. I feel like a boy. What's wrong? And the parents never told him that that happened to him as a child, and they tried to raise him as a girl, and they gave him estrogen and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he ended up killing himself because you know he became an alcoholic, drug addict, and nobody was honest. But the trans community tries to hide that. So we've always been in this experimental stage. Now it's just at a space where they see money can be attached to it. When you see the United States government 
having crazy parties with trans people and flags hanging at the White House, we're doomed. That is has nothing – that should never be at the White House. It's, it's, we should never be that political part. We become a political party on some level. We're not a political party. We're a, we're a mental disorder that needs to be – do you see them doing with people who have cancer or – you know what I mean? Like throwing parties and – it's it's I see I see the big picture. There's a lot of money attached. There are people who transitioned later in life who are billionaires, billionaires who are funding a lot of this stuff. And they're trans uh. women who were who are biological men who trans I'm gonna send you a video that's gonna blow your mind and it's gonna make you so disturbed. Uh, about what's happening. I I very rarely share it because it looks kind of conspiratorial on some level. And I don't want people to get that idea. But if you really look at it, you're going to see everything in there. And you're going you know to see what, send, what I'm saying. Send it's money. It to me. Send it to me and I'll link it to my website. Let's do it. People can make their Great. own mind up if they want Great. to watch it or not. Because uh, like, like I That's said, right. I, I, don't believe, That's right. I don't believe in censorship, um, Buck. If You know what? It's that there. If you want to look at it, look at yeah. it. And if you don't, you know, you don't need to. Great. Yeah, and I and, right. and you know That's you talked right. about the you, you talked about the trans uh, you talked about the trans flag outside White House, dude. When when has the government ever been our friend? Right. That's right. There you go. Never. There you go. That's all you, you gotta know. know. Like, what are we Never. doing? Are we a bunch of idiots? This community here in America is sick. They're actually sick. They're all narcissists. They only care about themselves. You know, it, mm. the problem is, doctor, is this, this phone. This thing mm. has destroyed humanity. It has gotten people in a means and a way to think only about themselves. And mm. it's, you know, how many likes? Who likes me? How do I get it? Like, it's just insanity. And, and it's really destroyed our way of connecting and being and understanding that the world is def- really actually diverse and the world it has different ways of thinking and we don't learn we don't know how to respect people we're not being taught respect we're being taught hate that's a really good point what do you think about um trans people in sport what's the answer for that like you've got all <laughs> these are you kidding <laughs> First off, I'm a biological female. Let's 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 just keep reiterating that I'm a biological female. Trans women are biological male, and I don't care what you tell me. You can jump in a lake. You can. I'm not transphobic. I am a realist. They are biological men. It's why they transition. If they weren't biological men, they would not be trans, and they would not be transitioning. Stop trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. You're you're stupid. So that being said, they have an advantage. I wasn't a female athlete, my friend. I was a high ranking female athlete. Okay, like mm-hmm. seriously, a sponsored by Adidas, Nike, all of that stuff. So oh, wow. so no. No, 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 no. I'm very outspoken about that. Those are men competing against women. Go away, dude. Create your own space. You're slaughtering women's sports. Do you know how hard it is for women to get to that level? I I was one of those women. Like, no, I will. And also, (laughs) I'm a biological female. I will never turn my back on women just because I live as a man. I, I will not do that. And in fact, it is important for me to stand up for women's sports right now. It is important for me to push back on these dudes. I don't care if you want to be a lady. Go ahead, dude. We, no one cares. But what we care about is when you start to dominate and you start to be a massage. It's a misogynist movement. The trans women's rights movement is misogyny. 100 percent, because all the trans women I know 
are completely like me. They respect themselves. They would never do that. They wouldn't make women feel uncomfortable. They wouldn't go in a toilet looking like a dude like me and saying they're a woman. I mean, the whole thing is absurd and gross. And I will never side with anyone that lies and cheats and steals. And I don't care who you are. You know, I just won't do it. And the the trans woman sports movement is is misogyny and a lie. And I'm not going to side with it. No way. So, yeah, I mean, some... Some people, some particularly women, um, straight and lesbian women, argue it's fundamentally anti-feminist. You've got these men who are saying that they're better at being women than women, that they want to now have women's spaces. That's right. Things that were hard fought over right. centuries. Women, women have struggled to to get equality and be treated fairly and have. And the thing is, I argue That's that right. you know. We are not 100% equal. We we should celebrate our differences. You know, That's you know. Right. If you really if if I really love women, I I should recognize their differences and and celebrate That's their differences. Right. And women should celebrate me That's as a right. guy and my differences. And we are we are like That's two right. sides of the same coin. We're the same coin, but we're we're, we're different right. sides. Okay? We have a lot in common, but we are facing different ways right. you know, we're, we're different and to argue that we're the exact same we're robbing and denying our our reality our, our true self again and it's a lie and we should never live within a lie it's a lie, it's, a lie. it's crashing lies. down friend it's crashing it's it, that you can't live in a i say it all the time in my talks you know if you got to build your house on a solid foundation and whether that's in reality or in this space. My house is built on a solid foundation. I know exactly who I am, what I do. It's why you can't take me out or my house will never crash. You're, these mm. people are building their house on a false foundation and it's now it's wobbling. Nah, before they were like, uh, everybody was too scared to say shit, right? Everyone was like, I'm not saying. Now everybody's like, F you, dude. You're a dude. And they, they asked for that. They asked for that. I'm sorry, but they did. They pushed too hard. They pushed all that transphobia nonsense on people. They were like, trans women are women. No, they're not. No, they're not. And how dare you? If anyone's a woman, I am. I'm more of a woman than any trans woman out there. So, so you know, that's why I'm just not going to play their game. It's a game, and it's a misogynistic game. And it's gross, and it's it's disrespectful, and it's not doing us any good. You think we're going to let dudes just take over the space of women? And, you know, like everyone doesn't care if they want to be women. No one cares. But stop trying to lie to all of us and pretend like you're an actual woman. You were actually socialized as a man, right? I was socialized as a woman. I lived half my life. I'm 60, right? So I was 30 years of my life, I lived as a woman. And 30, mm. there's not very many people like me in the world who've <laughs> lived, my feet have been in both spaces. And, and so I have a lot of understanding of what it means to actually mm. live as a woman. The abuse, the misogyny, the, I got beat up, physically beat up by men who didn't like me because I was a very masculine woman. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I just think it's just pathetic, pathetic that a trans movement has to lie about who they are and beat up women. Like women are getting punched in the face, right? At, at rallies and trans women are saying, punch the turf in the face. Turfs are women. So basically you're saying punch a woman in the face and everyone's just like, woo, yay. I'm like, oh my God, go ahead, dude. 
I dare you to try to punch. I'll take, I'm a turf. Go ahead. I'll, I'll punch me in the face. Like, that's how it's become. It's become a violent, dis, like, disassociative, just what, just male what TERF dominated. stands for? Yeah. Remind me what TERF stands for. Trans-exclusionary. It's ridiculous. It's made up. Trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Not, these people are not radical feminists. These are women <laughs> who care about themselves and don't want to be called birthing people and don't want to be called uterus havers. How come we're not doing that to men? So here again, I can blow a hole in the whole thing. Why are we not changing language around men? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why don't yeah. we call you a testicle haver? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like It's only around the, women. The, only. We're not allowed we're not allowed to say breastfeeding and which chest feeding or God knows what else or birthers or God knows Gross. what else. And it's just sick. It's a you know, distorting Gross. words. It's a proper Orwellian communist That's right. weird linguistic It's games communist. Being played. That's right. It's communist, isn't it? Isn't it That's right. communist? Con yeah, you, yeah, it's communist. If you control language, you control everything. And I live in a free country, dude. You're not going to tell me what to say. I'll say whatever the heck I want. What are you going to do about it? That's why, that's why I get, you see, I get lit, my fire lit under my butt because I can't stand liars and I can't stand people who are representing me in a way that's embarrassing and gross. And I, I don't, you know, they hate, they say so many great, crazy things to me. They call me a Nazi. My, my partner's Jewish. I, I'm in a Jewish family. Like, how dare you? say crap like that or you know i'm a bootlicker i'm a you know whatever just so, because they try to derail you it's called gaslighting that's how you no movement will last when it's when it's really based on gaslighting <laughs> that's all it is i'm so funny it's so funny you've been called that you know it's not funny but it's we, it's similar parallels yeah, here it is if you question the government if you question the narrative about anything, the thing they're trying to get yeah. you at is to discredit yeah. you and to get rid of your reputation and destroy it and That's defame right. you. That's so right. So you're, you're going to be called That's a right. crazy person, a quack doctor, an anti-vaxxer, <laughs> a transphobic, anti-Semitic, anti totally. <clears throat> Putin lover, yep. white misogynist, yep. supremacist, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. I'm a white man now, right? Like, I'm I'm a white man. I'm like, the whole point of my transition was to look like a dude. I don't know what you people are doing, but it's nothing to do with trans, my friend. You're all a bunch of crazy people. You're, you're literally looking like you, doctor, like you, and saying you're a woman. Now, come on. go Get out of here and grow up. And it's a fetish. I do think some of the fetishists have sort of mm. kind of attached themselves to this movement. And, you know, saying stuff like, I want to get a uterus implanted and then be the first trans woman to have an abortion. Okay. Are we really? Yeah. A trans woman actually said that. I'm like, this is not okay. This is sick. There's, <laughs> but there's, there's a, you're right. It is sick. And there's a big overlap. For example, Buck, I'm really anti um, the sexualization of children. And whether it's a lone groomer, um, some guy in a dodgy basement or some, you know, kid in some social services or whether it's in a school, yep. if you're sexualizing children, it's yep. pedophilia, you know, and, you know, I don't know. That's right. Like over here, That's we've right. got drag, we've got drag hour, drag queen hour. Like why yep. do grown yep. men want to dance provocatively in front of children? I don't get that. Yeah. And then the second question That's is, right. why would a parent, why would a parent take their kid? And, and then they go, oh, it's not, it's not sexual. 
what a guy twerking and yeah, and, and and wearing you know sexually provocative clothes and outfits that's not sexual gross. i mean what do you think of that i mean do you it see is. much of that it's gross always- it's wrong kids look Kids, I remember the first time I saw a penis when I was like 10 and it, it was a man who was masturbating in his car and he was like, come here. He goes, do you know how to get to blah, 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 blah. And I'm 10. I don't know. I'm walking home from school. This is in the 60s and the 70s, right? You just walk mm. home from school. And then, and I look in and he's just like doing the thing. On, and I'm like, <gasps> it, it actually stuck in my brain. It made me freaked out. It made me scared. I was not. Mm. I know. We all know when you're a kid, when you see anything sexual, it's it's quite disturbing because you're not mm. even, you don't understand it. You don't understand. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Look, I have a lot of drag queen. I'm friends, sorry. You had to see All that. my drag queen friends are not. Yeah, it was horrible. It, it really messed me up, you know, but whatever. I'm over it now. But that being said, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling of seeing that. And it, I was like, oh, I, I just got so freaked out from it. But but so so the thing is, is that there's a difference between maybe sitting in a matronly dress. I don't care. Like, I actually don't care if like that's kind of like a clown to me. Right. If you're reading a book, mm. but it's not sexualized. It's just you're there in this costume. But the other part of me is I just don't understand why. Why are we doing that? Why do we even have to have drag queens around children? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And I don't, there's, that's a sexualization. And why are we showing kids that men like to dress up like women? How come we're not showing any women dress like men? Mm. Right? How come there's no mm. drag kings? Why are there no drag kings teaching kids? How come it's only drag queens? Right? Mm. See, People aren't looking at both sides of this as I do. I see everything is focused on trans women or drag queens or very men becoming women. There's no talk about women becoming men. There's no sort of yet the amount of kids that are transitioning are all young girls. It's a very twisted thing going on. Yeah, that's that's what Isadora Sanger also mentioned to me. She said historically it was um, she said it was girls who. No, no, boys, boys who felt mm-hmm. that they were girls. That's right. And actually 80%, 90% That's of right. them were actually gay. And the moment they realized they were gay, That's right. then that sense went away. But she yep. said it's actually flipped. That's right. And now it's young women, That's young right. girls who want to identify as men. Yep. And she argues for a lot of them, yep. it's because they feel very uncomfortable being girls with breasts and going through all this because there's so much over-sexualization yep. and... And, and abuse right. is going on, even in schools, pressure from boys, yeah. videos, and um, the bullying, right. sexual bullying that's going on. So women are like, they, they don't want to be women. Yeah. They, they feel disgusting. And, and that's sad. I think that's, that's really, right. really sad. And we need to be addressing that. Oh, oh listen, I know. Fuck. It's, but the movement is being run. The movement is run by weirdos. <laughs> I'm telling you, fetishist weirdos. <laughs> I think it's scary. I'm going to send you this video because I think it's going to put a lot in perspective for you. Before we end, Buck, and I'd just like to say thank you. And, you know, I think your, your Twitter bio doesn't do you justice now. I, I totally see <laughs> why you're a danger to the trans agenda, the activists, because you're a living yep. embodiment of a true transsexual who is honest Thank you. with themselves and with the rest of the world. And you clearly have, yeah. you're very authentic. You're very honest. 
and you're basically physically in the person that you are able to blow apart all the bullshit just you don't even need to say right anything on. just who you are <laughs> and I can't imagine like I grew up in the 80s as a brown kid with a Muslim name you know I had a little bit of racism right. it wasn't very much sure. you know and a working class mm. background you know I'm not going to say oh my god I was mm. traumatized I was damaged you know like you like you I own it yeah. Toughen me up Come bring on. it on that- wouldn't change Brilliant. it for a thing um but I bet, you know, there's only so much you can tell me in this last hour we've been chatting. I bet you went through some major shit in your life for all the things you did. But you're I not did. bitter. I did. You're not bitter. But, 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 but I don't, I'm not. And I don't want the world to, you know, I'm in the middle of writing my book right now for a reason. Because I want parents to see how my parents dealt with it. And they didn't give me puberty blockers. And I did go through puberty. And look at me today. You know, how this is a very important thing. I, I did an interview with a Russian trans woman on my YouTube channel, which is really mm-hmm. profound. And she said a, such a brilliant thing. She said, how can you know you're trans if you don't go through puberty? <laughs> Think about yeah. that. How, How can you know you're trans because if you, you haven't can't. been through puberty? Yeah. Yeah. That's look, right. I mean, look at you. you. You're not bitter. You're not, you're not angry. You're not resentful. <laughs> That's right. And, you, and you've been through That's so right. much shit. I'm not. Oh, you have no idea. I could not, it would take hours to tell, take days to tell you, but it's all good. I believe I, I made it to the other side, friend. I made it to the other side. And that's why I believe I, on some, you know, spiritual level that I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing or else if if I wasn't supposed to be, I wouldn't be here. I would have been canceled a long time ago. Right. And they tried to cancel me and cancel me, but the universe was like, no way you're not canceling this dude. Well, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. Like we've got so much in common. I, I actually say, you know, I started this podcast book only seven, eight weeks ago. Um, you're, you know, you're my wow. 20th something interview. Yeah, wow. I've only been doing it a few months. Excellent. Um, and, and the reason why I did this, Great. I've got an agenda. I'm not going to lie. Everyone's got an agenda. My agenda was to speak the truth. My That's agenda right. was to get That's people right. informed and educated, empowered, and get mm-hmm. as fit and healthy mentally, physically, Great. spiritually as possible. And I think there's a spiritual Excellent. war going on. I see so much evil. But oh. then there's also good. Oh, yeah. So you're here That's right. doing the good work. That's right. I'm here trying to do the good work. So we're on Thank the same you. side. We're on a spiritual war fighting That's evil, right. trying to protect our children. That's right. I believe you. I, that, I really believe that in my heart. When you start messing with kids, uh-uh. Game on, friends. You will not mess yeah. with those children. I don't care what you say. You will not mess with kids. Not on my time and not under the name of trans rights and, you know, all this nonsense. There's something sinister going on. When you start messing with kids, something is wrong with our society and something is wrong with with the universe right now. We're off kilter. Totally. I got two questions before we finish. First question is. Yeah. I, I ask this of all my guests. You're imagine you're on your deathbed. Yeah. You've lived a very long life, 125 years, and you've got your children, <laughs> your grandchildren around you. What advice would you give them with regards to health? Like, what would you say to them, or any advice? Like, what would be the main top oh, advice that you'd great. give to your children? You know, on your deathbed, you've lived a good life. 
You're dying right. away peacefully. Don't worry about that. And then the Great. second question I'd like to ask is where yeah. can people find you like on social media or whatever it is? Mm. And, you know, I'll put the links on the website, but just in case someone's listening now, where can they find you? So yeah. those are my two questions, my friend. So first off, I'm super into health and, and fitness. And those are the things that actually save me. I really believe so. I've always, even when I was a drunk, and <laughs> I would still go out on runs. But I, I would say to every, even young pe- person, people out there is your health is everything. Even though you're going to listen to your mom tell you don't listen to those earphones so loud. I, I want to tell you this, that you are in charge of you. Nobody else is. And so when you make mistakes, those are your mistakes, kiddo. They're nobody else's mistakes. So own who you are, be who you are, but know that your health is forever. And if you don't look at that now and you eat McDonald's every day, you're going to pay for it later on. I'm very much about eating healthy and exercising and all of those things. I think we don't talk about that enough. And also therapy. Therapy is like, I still go to therapy 30 something years later. I go to therapy every week. So I'm big on mental health care. And, and so that being said, um, you can find me on at uh, Twitter, Buck Angel, Instagram, Buck Angel. My YouTube is Buck Angel Official, and um, my website is BuckAngel.com. So any, anybody who wants to reach out to me, if you have questions, you're dealing with a kid or any of that, please do. I'm, I'm very, very um, um, open to responding, and I do get to you, and I will get to you. I'm not in any way, shape, or form ever going to ignore you because I care about you if you're dealing with all of that stuff. So I really appreciate you having me on, Doctor. It means a lot to me. Call me, call me, call me Ahmed. Honestly, call me Ahmed. Ahmed. Okay. <laughs> Buck, dude, I freaking love you. I mean that. If I, if I, I could meet you, you in person, no, I, know. I would give you, I'd give you a big man hug. <laughs> Seriously. We are going to, we're going to meet in person. I, I'll, I'll see you when I get over there. We'll hang out. Definitely. For sure. Thank Please you for having do. me on. Ahmad. Thank you Thank so you. much. Everyone. I hope you enjoyed this amazing conversation. Um, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, we had to cancel it a few times. And in the end, Buck was amazing. He was very accommodating. And it happened. And I'm just so happy right now. I just I just feel like um, right I've on. had a conversation with a, a really awesome human being. And I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, so much. Mm-hmm.